What's good, Fit Talk listeners? I'm your host, Liam Duffy, and thank you for joining me on our very first episode. Now, since this is our first first episode, please forgive any bumps in the road with sound quality or or myself uh, recording this. Um, I'm still trying to figure out the podcasting world as it is. Um, But with that being said, today we're going to talk about what to do when you start exercising and how to build some foundations for your training and what movements you should be focusing on as you start your training. So, let's get right into it. So guys, just before we get into the the bulk of this episode, uh, which is loosely based on a blog post, which you can find at duffyfitness.co.uk, just a little bit about myself. Obviously, as I said before, I am Liam. <laughs> I am the, the owner of Duffy Fitness. I want to tell you how I kind of found my, my passion for fitness. So I went to university in Liverpool in 2015, studying psychology, uh, graduated in 2018 with my degree, and went into marketing and business and I really thought that that type of creative industry was was what I wanted to go into but I I became deeply unhappy with sitting at a desk all day and not moving and not being as creative as I as I thought it was going to be through um struggling with my mental health I found fitness and in general just going to the gym helped me get my mind back on track and the more I started going the more I I got to work and sat at my desk and was solely focused on what workout I was going to be doing after I finished my shift so I I quit my marketing job which was pretty pretty well paid for for someone of my age and ever since I've decided to to follow my love for fitness and I am currently studying my level two in gym instruction and then we'll be moving on to my level three unfortunately a little global pandemic has um has put a stop to the exams for the time being but we'll get there eventually um but yeah there's a little bit about me so anyway back on track to the the bulk of this episode so like i said this is focused on a blog post that you can find at duffyfitness.co.uk and i really wish i knew this type of information when i was starting out exercising and starting at the gym what we're going to focus on today is what movements you can be doing at the gym or obviously given the the current situation you you could be doing quite a few of these movements at home and these are the foundations that are going to set you up for more complicated isometric movements down the line for those of you that don't know and are obviously new to fitness an isolation movement or an isometric movement is one that is focused on a single muscle or or a very small group of muscles. So for instance, a bicep curl is obviously solely focused on your biceps, and that would be an isolation movement. But a push-up instead will be focusing on your chest, be focused on keeping your, your core and your abs tight, and working on your triceps to an extent as well. So that would be known as a compound movement because you're using more than one muscle group at a time. So now we've got that out of the way, what you really should be focusing on as you start at the gym are compound movements. And these are movements that will give you, like I say, the the foundations to to go on to these isometric movements. So the three ones that we're going to be focusing on are your squats, your deadlifts, and your bench press. Now, squats are fairly easy for most people to do. 
a deadlift and a bench press can be quite intimidating for a first time gym goer and I, I very much appreciate that because it, it was the exact same for me I, I knew I could do the squats I knew I could either do a bodyweight squat or even have some weights on my back but deadlifts and bench press were very a bodybuilder type movement that I wasn't quite prepared for mentally and when you see them they look they look a lot more intimidating and, and complex than they actually are so I'm going to nick a little bit of information here from um, one of my favourite athletes influencers author I think you could call him um, Ross Edgley you may know him recently I say recently maybe about a year ago from um, he's the first person to swim around the entire British Isles and not touch land the entire time. I think it took him 150 odd days. But anyway, he's he's an incredible athlete and author. And it, this kind of concept comes from his book, The World's Fittest Book, where he talks about the, in quotation marks, law of body basics. So what this means, or what Ross tries to, to get across, is that you need a foundation to, to build upon and, and these foundations are going to have to be very simple but they, they require a fair few muscles. So what Ross talks about in his book is when he travels to Russia and he meets these old school wrestlers in a stereotypical Soviet gym that's very dusty and minimal equipment but the, but the men in there and, and the women in there are giants and they just they look like the type of people that could crush you with their pinky finger though these type of people. Now these Russian wrestlers and bodybuilders etc tell a story of how when they were younger they were not placed in any particular sports when they were growing up but instead they were taught how to run jump and throw with immense efficiency and power and how to move their body in certain ways to get that edge in those type of movements and over time when they kind of developed these movements further on they were allowed to specialize in certain sports by that time the building blocks were already there in terms of these basic movements and as with a lot of things in life including starting a business or or going for a run for the first time or starting a podcast some would say um, you need to lay foundations before you can put finer touches on your craft so for the average gym goer you're not looking to compete in sports but you may be looking at getting fitter so that's why I would suggest that you start mastering the basic movements and these compound movements before moving on to more isolation-based or isometric-based movements. So when it comes to a squat, if we're going to go for a straight bodyweight squat, we're not going to add any weight onto a bar yet because if you're a, if you're a true beginner, you, you start at the bottom. And that's how it always should be. That's how we all learned. We all learned by squatting your body weight so what you need to do for a, a normal body weight squat is stand with your feet about just wider than shoulder width apart and your toes pointing out very slightly now the reason why you were pointing your toes out very slightly is because your knees should be in line with your toes so what we need to do is stand with your chest up chin up and then keep your back as straight as possible. Try and keep that rigid the entire time throughout the movement. And you're going to sink your hips down until your thigh is at 90 degrees and almost level with the floor. 
then you're going to stop. I don't want you to go any lower than that. And then push up, but push through your heels. The more you push through your toes, you're going to put a lot of pressure on your knees. So I'd push through your heels and then back to where you're standing straight, chin up, chest up still. And then once you get to the top, when you just squeeze your bum. Imagine you're trying to hold a pound coin between your cheeks. We need to squeeze up them. And that will almost activate the glute muscles there. And that's why a lot of people, you say when you do squats, you build a bigger bum. But you need to get that squeeze at the end. And then moving on, we have your deadlifts. Now, this is probably the movement that's going to involve the, the most amount of muscle to kind of get the weight up. Again, for this one, we're going to start at the bottom and almost have, we're going to have very little weight. Unfortunately, you cannot do this without weight because there is no tension then. So whether it's a very light dumbbell or a very light kettlebell or even just the barbell itself with no weight on, what you're going to do is you're going to stand up straight. You're going to have your feet just wider than shoulder width apart, much like a squat. You're going to have your toes pointed very slightly out again. And again, this is because your knees are likely to follow your toes. So what you're going to do is you're going to hinge at the hip. So we don't want to have any rounded at the top of the back or any in the middle. You want to have your back straight and hinge at the hip and bend forward. Now the grip that you could have on the bar or the kettlebell, you can have both overhand grip, which is where your knuckles will be facing the wall in front of you, or you can have a mixed grip, which is where one hand is overhand grip and the other hand is underhand grip. That is my personal favourite as that's how I was taught in a CrossFit gym was to use a mixed grip. So that's what I've always used. So you can grip either way. But I would suggest gripping probably just about more than shoulder width apart again, much like with your with your um, with your feet. So you're gonna grip the bar with your hip hinged and then you're gonna slightly soften the knees and bring your hips down a bit. Now what you're gonna do then is push up from the floor with your heels. Again, try not to do it with your toes. It's gotta be with your heels. And your arms are gonna be straight as they can be. And you're gonna bring your shoulders back and almost clasp your um, your scapulas together, so your shoulder blades. Imagine you're squeezing something between your shoulder blades. And then you're gonna push through the movement with your heels and then come to a standing position at the top. And then once again, squeeze your bum. Imagine that pound coin's there and you wanna hold onto it tight. You need to squeeze into your bum as that will activate your glute muscles and in turn activate more muscle groups in the body and that's why it's a compound movement. Now I understand that me saying this is very hard to kind of imagine so by all means head over to YouTube, head over to Instagram even, Twitter or Facebook or any of the social medias and type in how to deadlift. The skeleton of what I've said will be there but obviously you'll be able to see it better and at the end of the day it all depends how you move and how you take in information. So now we're gonna move on to the final one, which is the bench press. Now this one I've recently kind of developed and focused more on in my training because it's it's a very bro-like movement. So what you're gonna do is you're gonna obviously lie back on the on the bench with a barbell above you. Again, we're gonna start with no weight because we're gonna focus on the movement first. You always focus on the movement first rather than adding the weight. So when you're lying underneath the bar, it should be at eye level. And then when you pick it up and put it above you and begin to bring it down, it should be at chest level. So into eye level, you pick it up, you move it slightly forward down to chest level. 
and then you slowly bring it down to your chest and at this point your back should be slightly arched and your bum clenched the bum clenching is frequent throughout these compound movements as you can probably tell so you clench your bum get that nice tightness in the glutes and then arch your back and that creates like a, a rigid position where you're just moving your arms and focusing on your chest so you push up from the chest almost as if you're trying to throw it towards the ceiling you can go fast you can go slow but the key is to kind of keep that movement above the chest we don't it above your stomach we don't it above your head it's a chest press a bench press and then you can do a few more reps of those and then bring it back to eye level rest it back on the bench press uh, holder and there you are you've you've first completed a bench press Now these movements aren't about adding a massive amount of weight onto the bar, but about performing the technique correctly. Like I said, keeping your back straight on the squats and deadlifts and arching your back and squeezing your glutes on the bench press and really forming a solid technique. Once these are started to be mastered and you're confident in these movements, then you can start to add more weight and focusing on that strength and power transition. Then you can even start to move on to variations of these movements so you may have heard of a, a back squat where the barbell is on your back a front squat where the barbell is on your collarbone almost you've got goblet squats you've got sumo deadlifts but the most important thing is to always stay safe and listen to your body if you're starting to feel any twinge in your lower back stop immediately re-rack the weights take some time stretch out and assess whether you can go again Ideally, I would not go for any more reps if you're feeling anything in your back, especially the lower back. That's where a lot of damage or muscle tearing can, can occur. So it's best to kind of stay clear of any exercise for a day or so after that type of twinge. Now, I know this episode has been quite short and sweet, but again, thank you for bearing with me with it being our first podcast. But I hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Duffy underscore fit. You can find us on Facebook at Duffy Fitness UK. And you can also find us on our website, DuffyFitness.co.uk, where you can get in contact with us. If you have any thoughts on the podcast, any thoughts on blog posts, anything you want to ask me, you are more than welcome to get in contact with me there. And yeah, thank you so much for joining me on this first episode. And we'll catch you next time on the Fit Talks. Bye, guys.